Hi everyone and happy new year. I am back with episode 81 and this episode is just going to be it's going to be a recap of 2022, but at the same time I'm going to be focusing on the topic of change just because this year for me I experienced so much change. Change in every aspect of my life. Um I experienced friendship changes, relationship changes, a lot of like personal mental health changes, um, also some academic slash career changes. Um, my living situation changed. I studied abroad this summer, so I went to a lot of new places. Like there was just there was a lot going on this year. Um, I would say that this year was I I grew so much out of this year and looking back I made so many amazing memories and it was just it was nothing like I expected it to be at the same time it was there were definitely moments this past year that were really really hard but yeah I think so the past 2 years what I would do is kind of go through the year month by month and explain what I did and what I learned. But I think instead of doing that, I'm just going to be talking about change as a whole because that was really the center of my of my year and the center of what I've learned. Um, and I'll be talking about like specific things that happened um, under each point, if that makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a great new year. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely excited to be rounding out season, is this season five? Yeah, season five. <laughs> um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. For my favorites, I have been, this is so random, but I've been watching Gilmore Girls, which is a really old show. Um, and I watch it on Netflix. And I had a lot of friends who used to watch it in high school but I would never listen or I would never watch it I don't know why and then I just recently like randomly decided to watch it and I was like this is so good <laughs> so I've been watching that um and I've also been watching <laughs> Singles Inferno um which is kind of embarrassing but I don't even care which is this it's like a, it's a Korean dating reality show is the best way to describe it and it's like so mindless but sometimes you just need those shows that are so mindless that you just you just watch it and you kind of lose brain cells while you watch it but it's so bad that it's entertaining um so i've been watching that and in terms of music i've been listening to the album heroes and villains by metro boomin that's been really good i like to listen to it while i run um, and it's one of those albums where every song is good. I don't say that about many albums, but yeah, those are my favorites. In terms of my low moment recently, I don't know if this is TMI, but my stomach has just, she has not been doing well. Like, I I don't know what it is. It's probably stress and also just, actually, I have no idea what it is. You know, I have this theory that CrossFit and like weightlifting has actually really helped my stomach um, because I would say this past semester like it got a lot better but since I've been home I haven't been doing those types of workouts so maybe that's it I don't know my stomach just hasn't been feeling great 
Um, and then in terms of my highlights, I so I've talked about this before, but I uh, this past semester I took a class so I could become a fitness instructor at my school gym. Um, and I took the exam for the American Council of Exercise. Just to expose myself, I did not study for it because I did not have time to study. And all I needed to do was pass. <laughs> it was a three-hour exam. I went to the testing center. Um, this was in Atlanta. And I walk in and I sat down and I just, I don't know what I was thinking. I just took the test. I, it, it was supposed to be three hours. I took it in 45 minutes because I just rushed through all the questions. It was 150 questions. And I had not studied. So <laughs> I like guessed on a lot of them. And then for others, it was kind of common sense. Um, and then I ended up passing with the lowest possible score to pass. <laughs> but I still passed. So I'm officially certified to teach fitness. Um, and so what I have to do is do like one more day training class for specifically cycle instructors, which I'll probably do at the end of this month when I get back to school. And then after that, I am gonna be a cycle instructor in college and I'm really excited. So that's been really exciting. I already have like a list of ideas for like themed rides that I wanna do. Like I wanna do Taylor Swift Tuesdays and like throwback Thursdays and I don't know. I'm just really excited. I also have like playlists that I've already made. So I'm super excited to start teaching fitness, which is so weird to say because I've been going to fitness classes for my entire life, but I've never really imagined myself like teaching it. So I just have a really good feeling about where that's going to take me. Um, anyway, that's all I have for the intro. I hope you guys enjoy this episode on change and 2022 as a whole. Um, and I hope you guys had a great start to your new year. Um, and without further ado, let's get on to the first segment. As I said in the intro, this year was the year of change. It's hard because, and I say this a lot, I like to be as open as possible on my podcast without exposing anyone or being too revealing about certain situations. Um, but that being said, I am going to be talking. I am going to be talking about things that I went through this past year. Obviously, I'm not going to mention names um, or go into specific details. But I think for the sake of unfiltered <laughs> and for being honest um i'm just gonna i'm gonna explain what happened and also tie that to certain lessons that i've learned and all of this is under the umbrella of the topic of change the first thing that i've learned is change cannot be forced um i i think i have tried to do this before and i have also met a lot of people who've done this before who have tried really, really hard to change in regards to a lot of different things like personality, their lifestyle, their mindsets, um, mostly their personality, I would say, and like the level of extroversion or introversion that they are. And I think 
there's a difference between making an effort to improve and making an effort to, you know, like change, like switch certain things up versus completely changing entirely and enforcing it when it shouldn't be forced. And I think being in college and being surrounded by, you know, upperclassmen and also underclassmen and kind of seeing there, I think in college, there's a lot of hierarchy. Um, There's a lot of like mentorship relationships, if that makes sense. Like I have a lot of upperclassmen friends that I look up to and I go to for advice. I'm also a peer advising fellow. So I mentor first years. So I'm kind of like, I've experienced both sides of it. And what I've learned is that authenticity is so much more powerful than just charisma and just being fake, I guess. Um, I've met people who, when I see them in positions of leadership or mentorship, or even just when they're living their everyday life, I think for me, it's really obvious to tell when someone is faking it and forcing certain things about their personality versus when they're that's just genuinely who they are. Um, and sometimes people are really good at faking it. I will say that in itself is a trait and a really, I mean, that's a really cool skill, but at the same time, I don't really think that's going to get you that far in life. Um, and I see this a lot in definitely more like consulting and business students, if that makes sense. Like, because a lot of these kinds of professions, it's about confidence. So you go into like interviews, you go into um, social spaces and the way you carry yourself is so important. But at the same time, if you really think about it, that's kind of messed up <laughs> because a lot of, a lot of it is just, I mean, some people are naturally char- charismatic, um, which is fine. And that's really impressive. I don't think I'm naturally charismatic. I feel like I, I can't like, I don't know. I feel like I have to, I feel like I have to try really hard in that, in that area, but some people are really good at it. Um, and that to me is like, if you're genuine about it, then I think that for me is really admirable. But I think for people who really try to force it, that can only get you so far. Um, so I guess in terms of change as a whole, what I learned this past year is that like, if you do want to change in a certain area, you can take certain steps to do that but there comes a point if where if it's not meant to happen if if it's not meant to be then ultimately like that change it's not really going to be permanent or it's not going to ultimately happen so change cannot be forced the second thing is this is huge you can't change other people and it's also not your job i don't know if this is specific, I was talking to some people about it and they were saying it's specific to pre-med students, which is really interesting um, because I've never thought about it in that way. But I think there's a tendency to, at least for me, I do this a lot, where I want to just change other people. And I've also had people who'd want, who want to change me. And I think it's tough because a lot of times this desire to change other people is really it's it's kind of presented 
under the illusion that you're doing it for their own good, if that makes sense. So let's say there's someone who struggles with, I don't know, they are, this is going to be a really stupid example, but let's say someone's a really picky eater and I want to change that about someone and I can, again, this is a really dumb example. I don't really think this applies, but like I can say to the, (coughs) sorry, I don't know what just happened. I just died for a second there. Anyway, (laughs) let's say someone's a picky eater and I say, hey, like I want to help you get over this because I think it would be better for your health. Something like that. Um, And that is, that's kind of like you're kind of saying that you want to change someone in order to help them. And I think that you know, there are cert- definitely certain instances in which that is true. Um, sometimes people genuinely, like, do need help. And if it's someone who's your close friend, someone that you really love, like, stepping in and helping them is a really good thing. And it's something you should do. But I think a lot of times people want to change other people in reality for themselves. I think in reality, it's it's a selfish act, even though it seems like it's not a selfish act. It actually is because a lot of times you want to change other people for yourself. And I think it gets really tricky because, again, like I I know for me, like I have a tendency where I'm like, oh, I always want to help people. Um, But especially for those who I am very, very close to, like significant other or a best friend, a lot of times I feel the burden or the need to help them and to change them and it's it's something that I've realized is actually just bad for both parties Um, because what happens to me is I end up just getting really stressed and bearing the burden of a lot of people's emotions and one thing that I do is like when people are really close to me are emotional and tell me their emotions like I genuinely feel those emotions as well and it gets it can get really tiring and really exhausting um I tend to like when other when people who are close to me are stressed I tend to get really stressed when they're sad I get really sad and then I feel the need to like help them really really deeply um but I don't know I think something I've learned this past year is like just just focusing on myself and trying to detach in a way that's healthy is something that I want to promise to myself and realizing that it's not my job to fix other people. It's not my job to help other people. I mean, to an extent I should help people, but it's not my job to go out of my way to change them and to help them. Um, when, you know, nine times out of 10, they wouldn't do that for me, if that makes sense. So you can't change other people and it's not your job. The third thing is change. This is, this is definitely cliche, but change doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. This past semester, to be completely transparent, I went through a breakup at the end of my semester. And I think that was 
extremely difficult because it came out of nowhere. Um, And I was not expecting it at all. And it was a huge life change because this relationship had been something that I had for basically two years, which is a long time in the grand scheme of college. And I really felt like my whole world was crashing down. I felt like everything was just falling apart. (laughs) I felt very destabilized. I was just a mess. And when I went through that life change, I remember thinking to myself, I can't bounce back from this. Like, I will never be better. Why did this happen to me? Why is this, why is the world hating me right now? Why is everything working against me? Why does it feel as though I have the worst luck in the world? And these are all really natural feelings and questions and emotions, and it's totally fine. But I think over time, and it's still pretty new, um, but I'm in a much better place now. I definitely have my low moments, and I still have moments where I ask those questions, like, why is why is this happening to me? But something that has really helped me is reframing it as, this is happening for me. And some things need to end in order for better things to begin. And that's the thing, right? Like you have no idea what the future has in store for you. Like there there are so many different ways that your life can play out and there's no way for you to know. And it's only when big life changes or small life changes, but it's only when change as a whole happens that your life path can sh- can can shift and then lead to whatever else life has in store for you and it's like that really really classic saying of like when one door closes another door open another door opens if you look at change as not something that's happening to you or against you but something that's happening for you it helps you realize that every hard battle that you face, every low moment that you face is ultimately for good. And it's really hard to think that and to see that when you are in the midst of your pain and when you are in the midst of a really tough moment. But truly the only thing that can help ultimately is time. And that's something I've learned. Like I, you can distract yourself with music and journaling and and friends like those are all really really good things but ultimately what you need for the most part is just time and healing from the inside and out and i have slowly slowly begun to relook at the situation and and i do and i'm doing this obviously with what happened but also with other things that have happened this past year, like certain friendships that haven't worked out or certain opportunities that I really wanted and didn't work out. Like rather than looking at looking at these things as, you know, things to regret and things to be sad about, things to mourn, once I get past that mourning period of losing something, of things changing, I try to look at it as, okay, like that 
was hard and it sucked <laughs> and I you know it it wasn't easy and it, it it definitely shaped me but it happened for me because I needed that because there is something else better in store for me and something different like something more beautiful and I can't even predict what that will be but there will be something else out there that just turned into a mini therapy session but I think this is such an important point like going through hard things is rather than looking at it as like something that's happening to you because you have bad luck or because you deserve it or xyz look at it as I am so lucky (laughs) not lucky that you know I'm going through a lot of pain but I'm lucky that life is throwing this change at me because it's something that I need and it's going to lead to so many better things okay that's all I'm going to say about that point the next thing that I've learned this past year is actually really interesting change is not always necessary um I one thing that I've chased after repeatedly in college and throughout my life is stability. There is so much simplicity in living a stable life. Like I look at my grandparents for example and they live such a simple life. Like they you know they wake up, they cook and eat, they go to church, they do Like, my grandpa plays golf, and then they just, I mean, they do other things, but, like, that's basically their life, and I'm not saying that I want to do that (laughs) right now, because I'm, I'm young, and I'm in school, and I have a lot going on, but I think there's so much pressure to make the use, make the most of every single second of your day, every single week of your life, like, even during winter break, There are moments where I'm lying in bed and it's nice, but then I get really antsy and anxious because I'm like, I should be, you know, living adventures and and making crazy memories and like going out all the time, whatever. But I realize like sometimes, and I said this before, but sometimes you just need to have a simple day. Sometimes I need to wake up and have a slow morning you know, spend the day by myself, maybe see a friend, you know, work out, eat food, read a book, like simple everyday things are so overlooked. And, you know, stability doesn't equal stagnancy. Like it, it doesn't mean that you're not progressing in life. It doesn't mean that you're just stuck in the same place. Sometimes it does. But I think more often than not, living a simple life is actually quite the opposite of being stagnant because it means that you're happy with where you are, you're satisfied with where you are, and you accept things as they come. And going into next semester, I am envisioning a very busy semester, but I want to simplify a lot of things about my life. And I've, I've kind of been doing that, but... I want to simplify my social scene 
I want to simplify my wardrobe. I want to simplify my perspective on time. I don't want to be multitasking all the time, which I tend to do. I want to cut down on the amount of clothes that I have because it's just ridiculous. And I think, and I also want to really emphasize quality over quantity with my friends, which I have done, but I want to keep doing it. Um, you don't always have to go through giant changes and, and, you know, extreme moments and, and, you know, life changing memories in order to live a happy life. You're not a self-improvement project. You don't always have to be improving and like chasing the next thing and always working on yourself. Like sometimes the best form of improvement is honestly just doing nothing and just being okay with where you are. It's, you know, sometimes you can you can improve. Sometimes chasing your goal is really important, but other times you're perfectly fine where you are and by being okay with that, that's a form of chasing your goal. And yes, it's fun to always be doing something and to always be adventuring and and traveling and always on the move, but sometimes what you need is to just spend a day alone in your house to enjoy the simple things in life. The next thing that I've learned is change comes in all timelines and forms. Some changes are immediate, some happen day by day, and some changes happen in a single second. And by that I mean sometimes there are moments where I get an intrusive thought or I have a negative thought. And what I've been trying to do is when that happens, I try to recognize it and I try to reframe it. And those like split second moments throughout my day where I feel a negative thought and then I immediately think to myself, Emily, you're not going to give into that. You're going to either reframe it or you're going to, you know, do something in order to not give into it. Um, like you're going to call a friend or you're going to go on a walk or read a book or watch YouTube. Those specific moments throughout the day are little changes. And when you're going through something really, really tough, it's so easy to wallow all day. And some, and you need to do that in the beginning. Like when I was going through this whole breakup thing, I there were days where I just I just laid in bed because I needed to do that. But over time, like when I felt a negative thought enter my mind, I have tried to just immediately be like, no, like shut it down and reframe it and do something else. And it's hard. And I don't always do that because it's it's it seems like such an easy thing to do, but your mind is actually so hard to control. And I really just, you know, I, I try <laughs> to make these little changes throughout the day and they build up slowly and slowly until one day you realize, you know, all the little battles that you've been fighting and you realize that every single moment where you choose to change your your thoughts, where you choose to change your behavior, they all add up and they all build on one, one another. That's an example of change happening slowly over time and change happening at different, 
I'm trying to think of the word where it's like different. Like, you know how you have like the state level and then the city level and then the, the county level. I don't know if this is making sense, but change happens at different like levels. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I feel like I got my point across. The next thing that I've learned this past year is that you are never really in control. And I struggle with this a lot because I really like control. I like to control the way my day goes and the way I look and the way my friendships are. But one thing that I learned this past year and something that I want to go into the new year realizing is to just let things go. And so much, one thing that I've, in, you know, every time I plan a podcast episode, sometimes I like to do some research beforehand and just to, you know, just to, just to see what other people have to say on the topic. And in diving into these, I think this, like the modern idea of self-help and, you know, all these, these philosophies, they, they are nice, but I think they can get kind of tricky sometimes and i've i've recognized that so much of of modern self-help philosophy is this idea of regaining control of your life and you know being the maker of your own destiny and paving your own path and like taking control taking the reins of your life and in my opinion again this is all in my take all this with a grain of salt but in my opinion while there are some things you have agency over like how hard you study for a test or what you put on in the morning, things like that. For the most part, you're not really in control. And that can be really scary, especially when a lot of times one thing that I've I've recognized is, and I do this, but a lot of people when they experience a life change where they feel helpless, then they try to regain control in other areas of their life. So they become really obsessive over working out or school or, you know, a certain hobby. And it can be good, but, you know, all good things have a limit. And so it's so tempting to try to regain control by overusing your control in a certain aspect of your life. But I actually, I get a lot of comfort and faith knowing that I'm actually not really in control and whether you choose to place this quote control in a religion a higher power fate time chance nothing at all even have some comfort knowing that you there is there is something out there or nothing at all but (laughs) ultimately there is something that you just can't control so take that as you will um it's tough because you know there's obviously a there's a there's a blurry line like what can you control what can't you but i try to just live by the philosophy of you know try your best and then at the end of the day there are certain things that you're not going to be able to control for and that's that's fine the next thing i've learned is some changes are subconscious. I think these are the best kinds of change because these are the kinds of changes where 
you don't realize it, but you think about you. It's in moments of reflection, you think about who you are now, and then you look back on who you used to be, and you realize, oh, I'm so much more X Y Z than I used to be. Like, for example, one thing that I have really become better at is letting go of social stress and letting go of yeah just just not stressing about friendships i look back on who i used to be and i i realize i was so stressed about my friendships like i was so stressed that my friendships weren't going to work out or they weren't stable enough or i wasn't putting in enough effort and i didn't realize it but over time like i've gotten to such a better place with that like i don't really care anymore. I'm happy with the friendships I have. They're a lot more stable and I don't feel the need to stress over them. And that to me is such a beautiful thing. Like it's not an active change where I'm like, you know, I can visibly see the change, but it subconsciously happened. And it's only in, in mo- this is why I think reflection and journaling and things like that are so important because it helps you realize how far you've come. Um, so yeah. The next thing that I've learned about change is try not to regret the change you don't undertake. And this topic of regret is really interesting um, because it's such a powerful emotion, but it's also so futile. Like it's so worthless. It doesn't, it shouldn't exist if you think about it. Like regret shouldn't exist. I mean, okay, I think regret should exist when you do something wrong and you're trying to forgive yourself or come to terms with your guilt. Then I think regret is important. But a lot of times regret is is felt unnecessarily. And I feel it a lot too. Like looking back and being like, oh, I wish I had, you know, I wish I had X, Y, Z. I wish I had done this differently. I wish I had approached this, this situation differently. But there's this thing called the butterfly effect and i think one of the most wonderful things is looking at the past and looking at the present and realizing how everything is connected and if you don't know what the butterfly effect is it's basically this idea that a butterfly when it flaps its wings like it's such a small it seems like such a small act but that flap of the wing can actually lead to something huge and I don't, I think there's a movie on it and please correct me if I'm wrong. I think in the movie, what happens is like the butterfly flaps its wing and then that changes like something about the winds, which in turn changes something about the climate, which changes like someone's plans for the day, which changes who they meet. And it just like basically snowballs. Um, but I think one of I love looking back on the past and being like, if it wasn't for this life change, I never would have met this person. And if I never would have met this person, I never would have experienced this. And if I never would have experienced this, I never would have ended up here. I never would have ended up here. Like looking back and being like, oh, this happened for this reason because this led to that, which led to that. Like I love that kind of stuff. And I think it's the most rewarding when it when you can look back and realize how a bad thing led to a good thing like (laughs) in the context of my breakup when I look back on my very first breakup my high school breakup it was so awful and I hated it but I look back and I'm like if it wasn't for that then I wouldn't have 
I wouldn't have started this podcast, honestly. I wouldn't have had a summer where I really focused on myself. And if I hadn't focused on myself, like, what would my freshman year have looked like? And if I wasn't like that my freshman year, like, would I have become friends with this person? And if I wasn't friends with this person, would I have been exposed to this memory or this opportunity, which leads to so many other things? And I think what helps me get through hard times right now is realizing that Bad things happened in the past, which led to good things. And so why why wouldn't that happen again? Like, why wouldn't it happen again? So I'm going through a tough time right now, but I know that it's just going to lead to such amazing things, which ties back to the point of change doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So try not to regret what you didn't do or what didn't happen. And instead realize that all of that happened for a reason and things are continuing to happen for a reason like life can play out in so many different ways but I think that's what's so beautiful about it the next thing that I've learned I don't know if this has to do with change but this is a strong lesson that I've learned is viewing situations or people or events or whatever as 100% positive or 100% negative is really limiting I used to view people specifically as all good. And this there's this concept in sight called the halo effect where, I mean, it's tied to physical appearance, but you can say this about so many different parts of a person. Like if they have a certain trait that you admire, it's really easy to be like, oh, well, they're, that means they're a really good person and they would always do do the right thing in every single situation and they're super nice and they're super like they can never do wrong this person can never do wrong um but i also have the tendency to let certain things cloud my view of people like for me it's really hard to separate certain like actions or words or beliefs or traits from a person's character so for example if a person you know does something or says something wrong I it's hard for me to separate that from who they are and so I tend to kind of let it define who they are as a person um but one thing that I'm gonna try to do is trying to separate these things trying to be more forgiving seeing people as dynamic ever-changing people which is what they are and which is how I want people to see me being more forgiving of people. Um, and then also for people that I <clears throat> tend to put on a pedestal, just taking off my rose colored glasses and being like, Hey, this person isn't perfect because no one's perfect. Like people are not, there's, there's no perfect people and there's no people who are entirely bad either. I mean, maybe there are, but for the most part, there aren't like people mess up, people make mistakes. Um, Life isn't black and white. It's so much more complicated than that. And you can apply this to a situation too. Like a bad situation is not 100% bad. There will be positives from it. But then, not to be pessimistic, but a positive situation is not 100% positive. Like if you have too much of a good thing, that's also not good. So that's another thing that I've learned. I have two more points. The second to last point is do as much as necessary but as little as possible when you go through big changes um it often brings burnout 
it's change is hard. It's it's hard to go through these things, and it's tiring. Um, and one thing that I've had to do when I experience a lot of personal change is being easy on myself um, and recognizing what I can sacrifice and what I can push back and what I can what I can add, but also for the most part what I can what I can take off. For example, um, going through a breakup. <laughs> A friendship breakup, let's say, going through a friendship breakup. That's hard. That's tough. And, you know, there are times where I'd have to be like, I just, you know, I, I need to take a night off from work. I cannot work all night because I need time to process my emotions. And I know that if I try to force myself to work, first of all, I wouldn't be super productive. But second of all, I would just be more burned out. Um, and And change burns you out emotionally. But it also can bleed into certain into other parts of your life like academically it can lead to burnout um and what's i think what's hard about college is when you go through tough times your responsibilities don't stop like you still are a student and i've had to you know i've had i've had moments where i had to wake up and i'm feeling like absolute crap and i i just like I, I can't even the thought of even like brushing my teeth and getting ready for the day is so hard. Um, but I have to force myself to finish an assignment that's due that night. Like, or I have to push myself to show up to a meeting and lead a meeting, even even though in reality, like I all I want to do is lie in bed. And it's hard. It's really hard. But I think I just want to be nicer to myself and be more okay with the fact that I'm not always going to be, you know, full of energy and recognizing that when a big life change happens, that's, that's huge. Like that's, that's not something to be overlooked. That's, you know, you need to give yourself time to process it. You need to give yourself the space to be able to feel these emotions. So, so yeah, do, I mean, you know, keep up with what you need to do. Do as much as necessary. Like, look after your health. Um, you know, don't neglect, don't neglect your, your eating and, and, and your mental health and, you know, obviously, like, try if, if you need extensions, like, ask for that. Um, be transparent with certain people, like, reach out to them and be like, hey, I'm just going through a hard time, things like that. Um, but at the same time, do as little as possible when you're going through something hard. You don't need to push yourself 24-7. And the last thing that I've learned, <laughs> which <laughs> is just I think the most important life lesson and I think this is the lesson that I want to take with myself every year because it's something that I just I just <laughs> I just I wholeheartedly stand behind this this lesson and it's something that I have repeatedly learned with every single thing this past year good or bad with 
every friendship that has ended, every friendship that has started, every relationship that has ended, you know, every emotion that I felt, everything that has happened can all be tied back to this lesson. Always, always, always follow your heart. I think it's easy to, people always say like, are you a logical person or are you an emotional person? You know, do you think with your head or do you think with your heart? And there's people who can genuinely be like, I always think with my head. I always think rationally. But I I don't know. In my opinion, everyone, everyone thinks from their heart from the beginning. And there are certain people who can shut that down and can think logically and and completely switch to their mind. But these people, unless you're like a psychopath and you don't feel emotions, like these people, it starts from the heart. I used to be someone who strictly thought with their mind. Like I would feel something from my heart and then I would be like, no, this is not rational. This is not logical. I need to, you know, only think logically. But I've I've learned that your heart always tries to tell you what you really want and what you really need. A lot of times I found myself in situations where logically I'm doing the right thing. You know, logically I am living a perfect quote perfect life logically I am following a path that makes sense but there's a lot of times like there's always this small part of me deep down telling me that something is off but I can't quite put my finger on it for a long time and then you know it's so easy to continue ignoring what your heart's saying but there comes a point where you just can't ignore it or suppress it any longer and then usually at this like tipping moment I finally realized what's wrong and then I'm like that makes so much sense and then I you know I thank my intuition for what it's done for how it's helped me I feel like the way I'm describing it makes me makes me sound like I'm like a movie character but I genuinely have experienced so many times in college where it seems like what I'm doing is right like it seems like a certain relationship or a certain friendship I'm in is right but like deep down, I just have this feeling and I, I feel like I'm very intuitive and I'm really in touch with my emotions and what my mind and my body are trying to tell me. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just really good at that. And that's something I'm really proud of. Um, but I always experience like feeling, feeling some sort of uneasiness, but not really knowing what's wrong. And then the moment I realize what's wrong, I, it's, it's just confirmation that your heart is always right. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely going to be, I mean, there's definitely people who will totally disagree with me, which is fine. But just in my experience, every time my gut or my heart tells me that something's off, it's usually because something is. So going into the new year, (laughs) after all that, what have, what have I learned and what do I want to take away? The big key lessons are things happen for you, not to you. Things cannot be forced. Um, you can't predict the future. You're not always in control. And lastly, follow your heart. It has been a crazy year. There has been so much that has happened and you guys don't even know the half of it. Like, My life is genuinely feels, it feels like a TV show 
and it feels like there's different just like there's seasons and unfiltered it feels like there's seasons of my life because there are everyone goes through seasons of their life but this past season was crazy like there was so much that happened but let's just say i am so proud of myself for how far i've come it's okay to not be okay sometimes and i wasn't okay during so many moments of this year like if i sat here and said it was an amazing year and I learned so much and I had so many good memories and opportunities. I would be straight up lying and going against the entire point of the top of the title unfiltered. I went through a lot of hard times. Um, I also had a lot of good times, but I think, you know, I have experienced so many raw emotions this past year, new emotions too, things that I've never even fathomed a feeling. But something that's helping me is realizing like if i get through this i can get through anything and an important lesson that i learned in my intro psych class is that humans are much more resilient than we think like we we're actually so resilient and oftentimes we think to ourselves i can't do it i can't do it. i can't go through it i can't make it through i can't face it but for the most part you can and then you get through it and you are so much stronger than you were before you went through a tough time. And let me just say, you know, after I after I get through a hard time or while I'm getting through a hard time, I always think to myself, the the Emily who gets through this is going to be so strong and I cannot wait to meet this person. Like she is just going to be so much healthier. She's going to she's going to be so much stronger and she's going to be ready for everything that life has to offer her. That's all I have to say. 2022 was a year of change and I'm sure that 2023 will also have so much more change. But every year I just grow so much and I I don't know. It's it's like at the end of every year, every time I sit down and reflect, I'm like there there is no way I could have predicted for all this to happen and yet it did. So I'm going to stop <laughs> rambling. Um, thanks. Thank you guys for continuing to stick by me um, throughout my crazy uploading schedule because it's not consistent and it, it hasn't been consistent since the summer. <laughs> um, but that was the end of season five. And I said this last time, but new podcast art is covering it. New podcast art is coming. And I am so excited for the future of Unfiltered and also for 2023. I hope you guys are having a great start to your year. And I will see you guys in the next episode.